Hey everybody, today we are reading out of Luke chapter 5, uh, verses 17 through 26. And I know we had skipped ahead, but we're going to take a step back and uh, go over this story because this is very important um, for interpreting actually the rest of chapter 5 and understanding what Jesus was saying uh, in future verses in chapter 5. And so this is uh, just a really important story that fits the whole context uh, and really is an important piece in the puzzle of Luke chapter 5. So here's what it says. It says, One day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. I love that line. Verse 18, some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. Then they lowered the sick man on the mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus, seeing their faith. Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. But the Pharisees and teachers of religious law said to themselves, who does he think he is? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew what they were think- thinking, so he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has authority on the earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat and go home. And immediately as everyone watched, the man jumped up, picked up his mat and went home praising God. Everyone was gripped with wonder and awe and praised God, exclaiming, we have seen amazing things today. Uh, So this is, uh, this is just a a cool, this is a cool passage uh, because there's just so much going on here. There's like this, this faith story with this man being dropped in from the roof and all of his friends are like carrying this man on his mat. And the, the crowds are so big that they have to drop him down through the roof at the feet of Jesus. And then there's this other kind of story that's going on. There's like really two narratives in this passage. There's that. And then there's the the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law. And Jesus just showing them up. It's fantastic. So um, let's just go through. Uh, I, I want to just highlight a few verses in here as we are um, looking at this passage and really dwelling on this passage. Um, so it says that uh, these friends carried this man on a sleeping mat. He was on a sleeping mat and uh, they dropped him in through the roof. And it says when it, when it came, when this man came down before the feet of Jesus, Jesus saw their faith, seeing their faith, not just this young man who was, was paralyzed, but the, the faith of all of the young men that dropped this man down through the roof, seeing how, how passionate they were, how much they were going after him, seeing uh, their, their willingness to stop at nothing. Because like most people, when they see the crowds, they just turn back, right? Like if you knew that you couldn't get to the feet of Jesus, you'd be like, hey, I'm sorry. But I mean, think about the creativity and the passion in these young men that they said, I'm going to drop this guy through the roof. Uh, those are people that want God. And I think that those are the types of people that God is looking for. People with hearts that say, it doesn't matter what's in front of me. It doesn't matter what gets in my way. I am going to find a way to get to the feet of Jesus. That's the type of people that Jesus desires. Those are the people that have hearts that are just burning for him. Then as Jesus sees this man uh, being lowered through the roof, 
This is the first thing that he said to him. He said, young man, your sins are forgiven. Now, for me, if I was this guy, I'd be so frustrated. Uh, just, I mean, just, just thinking about uh, this, this passage, and I think just being a reader who's in our shoes and not being the young man himself, I think all of us look at this passage and we're like, dude, Jesus, what were you doing? You know, this guy, he came to you for healing. He didn't come to you so that you could forgive his sins, but Jesus says these words. He says, your sins are forgiven. Why did he say that? Well, back in that day, there was a connection between sickness and sin. And for many people, they thought that the reason that people were sick or the the reason that people um, had some sort of sickness or disease was because there was sin in their life, and that's why God afflicted them with sin. Or I'm sorry, with sickness. But but see, Jesus, he actually doesn't he doesn't disagree with that here. He just goes straight to the heart of things and says, Son, your sins are forgiven. I want you to imagine being this young man, paralyzed his whole entire life. And his whole entire life he's thinking, I did this to myself. He's thinking, I'm the one that brought this upon myself. Imagine the shame when you're walking around town and everybody is seeing the the visible signs of your sin right there in in your sickness, in your paralysis. People saw this man and thought, oh, I wonder what he did to get himself to the place that he's at. And it's crazy that the first thing that Jesus says to him was, son, your sins are forgiven. He doesn't say you're healed, but he says your sins are forgiven. Isn't that exactly what this young man needed to hear first? Wasn't that exactly what he needed to hear? Because what was heavier than his paralysis was his shame and the shame that he would walk around with, the shame of knowing that he was the one that caused him to be in this place that he was in. And everybody else thought that same thing too. So imagine the weight that came off of his shoulders. I would think to myself, if that were me, it wouldn't even matter if I got healed at that point, the inner freedom would be even greater than the outer freedom. The freedom of being freed from my shame. And that's what Jesus does to every single one of us. He says, your sins are forgiven. Uh, And he frees us from our shame. So then it goes on and it says, the Pharisees and the teachers of the religious law says, who does he think he is? He's blasphemous. Uh, Only God can forgive sins, right? And then Jesus, he knew what they were thinking. And so he says, what's easier? Is it easier for me to say your sins are forgiven? Or is it easier for me to say, Uh, you're healed, get up, take your mat and walk, right? So Jesus says that. He asked this question. Now, this is kind of a weird thing for us. This is kind of a weird passage to interpret, but um, from my understanding of this passage, what this means is uh, what Jesus was saying was, if I say that your sins are forgiven, I don't have to produce any results for that. Like there's no, you know, physical manifestation that comes from me saying your sins are forgiven. That's an invisible thing. But if I say pick up your mat and walk, then I have to show you the results of that. Like there's fruit that has to come from me saying pick up your mat and walk. Thus, you know, me saying pick up your mat and walk is actually harder than me saying your sins are forgiven. So if I do the harder thing, and I say, pick up your mat and walk, and this man actually walks, that means that I have the authority to forgive sin because I have power over sickness. And he was showing them that he has the authority to forgive sins because he is truly the son of God. And so Jesus says, get up, take up your mat and walk. And, um, and the Pharisees were stunned and everybody was stunned because Jesus actually could back that statement up with true, actual, physical healing. 
And people were just amazed at this. And see, that's who Jesus is. He is a powerful, incredible God, and he goes straight to the heart of things. Jesus doesn't just mess around with the the physical sickness. He doesn't just heal people um, for the sake of physical healing, but he really wants to get to the true sickness of the soul. And we all know that that is sin, it's shame. And we see that actually in, in Matthew's verse. It's ba- it, he backs that up, right? In the next passage, he calls Matthew. And he says, it's not, the, it's not the healthy that need a doctor, it's the sick. And he's talking about a spiritual ailment, not a physical ailment. So Jesus wants to get to the heart of things. And so today, um, I just would encourage you, take a look at yourself right now. And take a moment of reflection. Is there, is there an internal sickness? Is there, uh, is there sin? Is there uh, just some shame that's weighing on your heart? Because if there's shame in there, Jesus wants to heal that. He wants to heal that shame. He wants to get straight to the heart of it. And that, that's his first priority. You know, physical healing and all the other stuff that comes with faith, that's important stuff. And, and he's like, we'll get to that eventually. But what I really want to heal from the very start is the sin and the shame inside of your hearts. And so today, uh, I want to pray just for you, if there's something that you've been carrying, there's something that you've been walking around with, some sin, some shame, today I want to pray that that would be lifted off. And imagine the freedom that could come if you uh, got healed of that thing. So let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, I pray, God, for each and every one that's listening today. God, I pray that you would get to the heart and the root of the matter. God, that it's not just physical healing that we need. It's not just... Um, healing of of other external things, but God, what we first and foremost need is freedom from our shame and freedom from our sin. And so God, I pray that if there is somebody that's walking around with just a heavy weight of shame because of the things that they've done, and if they might even be like this man where they think to themselves, I'm at the place that I am in life because of my sin, because of my bad decisions. God, I pray that if they're there, Lord, that you would tell them your sins are forgiven. And I pray that they would hear that, God, and that it would free them on the inside. Lord Jesus, I pray, Holy Spirit, come fill them today with your love, with your healing power. In Jesus' name, amen.